We got real news for you. Politics and culture and entertainment too. From a Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and move up for the news. Hey, everybody, it's the news Yo. from Soy Trek. Uh, this is January, last week of January. My name is Captain Britain, Crapton Britain. <laughs> and I'm Pat. Welcome! We have ads, as you may have noticed. If you don't want ads, well, Soyagers, for as little as $2 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs and subscribe. And not only do you get ad-free episodes, you also get our episodes the moment I get done editing them. Hmm. That's pretty awesome, right? That is pretty nice. Yeah. So uh, at our highest tier, if you pay $10 a month, you get access to my Plex server, which has all of Star Trek, everything they've ever made, including the short treks, TAS, in mm. 1080, so you can see like all the dog hair on everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, TAS is one one I really haven't seen it besides that one episode we reviewed. And I need huh. to I need to go and watch all you of know, them. I, I was thinking about it, like uh, listening back to it. In my opinion, that's the funniest episode of our podcast. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's like it makes me laugh. Yeah, and I don't think you're funny at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm somehow. Like, Pat's actually funny on this episode. <laughs> Damn, this is quality shit. What in the hell? <laughs> no, um, but uh, honestly, I was kind of thinking about it. I think maybe we should just review all of TAS all the way through because basically no one else has really done it. Yeah. There's a lot of comedic fodder in there. Uh, and also, the fucking uh, descriptions on the memory alpha are lacking as fuck. They're like a paragraph or two. And so it, it could prob- be, I, I, you know, people probably rightfully were just like, fuck this. <laughs> but at the same time, but like, but you know, I, I went ahead and made like copious notes for that episode. You did. I could put it on memory alpha, but there's a few too many cum jokes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I, if maybe if I snip those out, you know, replace uh, them with beep, 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 and <laughs> just like put beeps over the cums. <laughs> it's, I mean, memory alpha is text, so I don't. Oh I yeah, don't know, I don't know how I do that, but <laughs> you actually just put like an audible beep somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the just... internet; you can do it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, so that's our highest tier, ten dollars a month. Mm. Also, uh, over fifteen thousand movies, mm. uh, over two hundred television shows, incredibly rare ones you can't find anywhere else, it's including. True. Uh, God, I don't know. What's what's some stuff you've seen on there lately? Well, now Tenth Kingdom is on there, and something that something that no one's seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell us about Tenth Kingdom. Uh, your girlfriend made me get that on my server, and yeah. you've been watching it with her. Yeah, uh, so far I've only seen two episodes. Each episode uh-huh. is an hour and a half long. So oh it's, my god! <laughs> and it's uh, it's about like sort of a a mix between modern day with some with fantasy realms. Uh huh. And so there's like Ed O'Neill from Mary with Children who plays the Troll King. Okay. And there's John Lorquette who plays okay, plays John Lorquette. He just plays the super of a building. Uh-huh. And and it's it's kind of confusing about who the audience exactly is for it. It's like a weird mix between like Snow White type stuff and then like it has a scene where trolls roll a joint. That rocks. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, so it's kind of a little adult but kind of yeah. silly and stupid, so. See, what else did I recently get? Um I got all of Police Squad. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, all of Daria. That's real fun. Oh, I love Daria. Everyone loves Daria. Um, uh, ooh, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I love Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, that one's hard to find, like, anywhere. It is. Like, I, I, used to, I used to watch that show obsessively when I was a kid. Uh, do you remember Father of the Pride? Does that ring a bell at all? I do. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, a 3D animated show about, uh, like, um, fucking, not Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the the Las Vegas Sig- guys. Sig- Siegfried and Roy. Yes. It's about, like, lions that they have. Isn't, it, isn't the main tiger uh, voiced by John Goodman? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Like, it has a killer voice cast. Let me, let me actually give you this voice cast, because it's insane, like, the talent they got for it. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't actually have that on here. Damn. Uh, but no, they they got a fucking killer cast. But um, but this but your plex is basically the memory hole for things that it, it is. <laughs> you know one a thing that I did not know about. I'll huh. wrap up on this. Um, did you know that Tech War had a show? No. There's a Tech War show. If you if you're not familiar, uh, Tech War is a book series that was c- 
quote unquote written by William Shatner, although I don't think he wrote any of them. Have you ever read any of them? No, I hear they're bad. I, I got I got one at a uh, used oh. bookstore one time. Oh. I tried reading it and it was like dog shit. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I gave, heard. I gave yeah. up on it. Yeah, so there's actually a season of that show, and maybe we should eventually try to yeah. watch through that because that that's I mean Star Trek related. For yeah, sure. and we run out of Star Trek. We can also watch Rescue Nine One One. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and watch tech watch. and watch tech war. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah. And then uh, for five dollars a month, uh we mention your name on the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. people like uh, Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Joanna Hearn, Jordan Hale, Nick Savard, Shane Sawyer, and David Croning Seats. Nice. Because I understand has a book coming out. Uh, oh, for real? We're gonna get an advanced copy of and uh, oh, we're gonna review it on here. Oh hells yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a book on Star Trek. Oh what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely read it. Oh, yeah. So uh, all those people are super awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, if uh, you're in any position to give them the newest board game version of Clue with a non-binary uh, person in it. Mm. Did you see that? And also it looks like it has, like, someone who looks exactly like Kamala Harris, which is <laughs> interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, if you're in any position to give them the updated board game version of Clue with the non-binary person in it, you should do that. Oh, I, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. So once again, um, yeah, Clue's gone woke. Go woke, go broke. <laughs> Fucking the Clue market's going to fall out now. <laughs> yeah. does that, does, so does that mean there's no more like Colonel Mustard and stuff? Uh, no, no. He he got demoted for being heterosexual. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He got demoted for being a white man. Did you ever watch the Clue movie? Uh, I love the Clue movie. Yeah, the Clue movie With the rocks. different endings. Yeah. I wish I lived during the time when it like aired. So yeah. Because each movie theater got one of three different endings, mm -hmm. which would have been so cool to go to the movies and like, because they said like that they were playing like A, B, or C at different movie theaters and people would go to the different showings mm. just to see the different endings, which would have been so fun. Yeah, that would have been really tight. You know, I wish more movies would take dare daring risks like that. that yeah. Fun. And the maid in that had Killer Bird. Man, you you are into some titties today. I yeah, am. You are horny for tits. Which horny. I mean, tits are great. Tits are. <laughs> Thank you for the slide. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, yeah, but uh, once again, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS. That once again, that's Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS for yeah. all those things and more. Woohoo! And more and more. Anyway, it's uh, it's the real news this week. It's the yeah. uh, end of January, it looks like. Let's uh, dive right into some real news. Real news. Real news. All right, so we got a um, report here. Actor, Bald uh, actor Alec Baldwin news. <laughs> uh, this is not the one I wanted, actually. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I got this article. but Is uh, it about him getting... Um, uh, Getting a uh, a conviction, or I mean, um, a charge, or it is, is, is it about is. his wife being fake fake Spanish. Oh, that one was really funny too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're yeah, we're just gonna go through this. So yeah. Alex Bal Alec Baldwin has shared his first family photo since it was announced he faces involuntary manslaughter charges. Uh, the actor who will continue to film Rust despite <laughs> being charged in the onset shooting of cinematographer uh, Halnya Hutchins posted an image on Instagram. It shows his wife, Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria Baldwin? Yeah, supposedly her name is just Hillary, but she, I guess she just uh, called herself Hilar Hilaria or whatever. That's in Spanish. That's Hilaria. That's Hilaria. <laughs> that's so Hilaria I'm laughing. Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some weird shit going on there. Man, rich people suck. It's yeah, like, I, I mean, I understand if you like, you know, want to change your name. Yeah. But if you're a rich person, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Hilaria? Seriously? Mm. Maybe because she's so hilarious. Anyway, so um, the uh, photo shows his wife, Hilaria, and their six-year-old son, Leo. Melina Spodane, an attorney for the production of The Western, confirmed the news on Friday on CNN, adding that on safety set supervisors and union crew members will bar any use of working weapons or any ammunition. So they, they actually have a unionized crew now. Oh, excellent. That may have prevented it from happening in the first place. It probably would have. So <laughs> uh, Mr. Baldwin is one of the three cast and crew members facing charges over the accidental shooting New Mexico prosecutors announced on Tuesday, uh, Thursday. Mm. Uh, armor, 
Armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed has also been charged with involuntary manslaughter, while First Assistant Director David Halls has agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon, which means mm. he's pleading out, wow. which means he knows something that maybe no one else does that's going to fucking put Alec Baldwin in jail. Wow. Yeah, yeah. he may have, maybe he was, like, using it unsafely, because I, from what I understand, like, the armor. Uh, she 100% was using it unsafely. Yes. You never. And she's I mean, like a nep and she's a Nepo baby armorer where her, really? I guess her uh, father uh, was a famous Hollywood armorer. Wow. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a technical. That's, yeah. That's not, but I, I, was, I was just making a joke there. Just like, <laughs> just like, just, but just like, I, I guess she was also just doing, um, I guess in the past she had like fired a weapon um, near someone's ear. Ow. And Ow. um without without telling someone like piss I can't remember which actor it was, but like mm. drove the pissed them off. Yeah. yeah. Just like she, she's had a history of being unsafe with like firearms and stuff on that set. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, and you know, he was obviously was not using it correctly because they weren't even like filming. Mm. And like he, I mean he he's is known for a temper. So I'm wondering yeah, if he and also yeah, it's like you don't point a gun at anything you don't like. You're not going to shoot immediately. Yeah, because even like uh, um, Brandon Lee was killed with a blank. Yeah, mm-hmm. like because like they're not they're not a hundred percent safe. Yeah, like it, like fragments you know from the bolt from the from the casing that you yeah. know, for the blank can shrapnel be shot can out. Yeah, yeah. Shrapnel can be shot out. That's what that's what killed Brandon Lee and stuff. And you know it's like. Uh, yeah, you you want to make sure it's like you know it's not a you know it's not a play thing basically. So a person with knowledge of the film had previously told the New York Times that Baldwin would still serve as the film's lead, and Joel Souza, who was wounded in the shooting, will return as director. <laughs> uh, Thursday's de- decision comes more than 15 months after the fatal October 2021 shooting, when a gun held by Baldwin was discharged on set. I love how they they word that in this article. A gun held by Baldwin was discharged on set. Yeah, it's kind of like Alec Baldwin shot a person to death. It's kind of like when um when uh, in the news when they report an officer involved um killing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and it's yeah. a, and that means like oh a uh, police officer shot an unarmed person, mm-hmm. and that, that's how they that's how they uh, that's how they always word it, and then, um now the media favorably words it to protect the police, and yep. and they're wording it to protect Alec Baldwin. Super duper. <laughs> so Thursday's decision comes after more than 15 months after the fatal October 21 shooting when, uh, no, I already got that. A single bullet struck Sousa uh, in the shoulder before fatally striking Hutchins in the chest. Mm-hmm. Baldwin was repeatedly, uh, has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing and maintained that he was told the gun was quote unquote cold. Man, why was he shooting it at the, in the direction of people and, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because even still, if you're, you know, if you're, even if it's, even if it is a cold weapon, you don't want to be firing it at anybody. No, definitely not. Like, you never need to do that. Like, you just move people out of the way. The thing is, the thing that's cool about cameras yeah. is they're not, they don't ever have to be attached to a human being in order to be running and no. rolling. And like, so you can, like, you can point a gun in any direction and make it look like you're shooting anything from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's the magic of cinema. Yeah, so I'm I'm starting to see why he has like a uh, like is being charged in this if he was like being negligent with with his use of of the firearm, cold or not, on set. Indeed. All right, next we got a fun one. Uh, Twitter is hit by a forty percent revenue drop amid ad squeeze, says a report. Uh, more than five hundred. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, more than 500 advertising clients have reportedly paused spending since Elon Musk's takeover in October. Uh, this article came out uh, last Wednesday, so mm. it's old news. Old news. Uh, Twitter remains in the grip of an advertising squeeze, with the social media platform hit by a 40% drop in revenue after more than 500 clients paused their spending, according to reports. The company's daily revenue was down 40% year over year, the tech newsletter The Platformer reported. While the news site The Information said staff were told more than 500 of Twitter's top advertisers had halted spending since Elon Musk took over in October. Advertising is the main source of income for Twitter, accounting for more than 90% of its $5.1 billion in revenue in 2021. But clients including Audi and Pfizer are among the firms that have paused after Tesla CEO $44 billion takeover. 
Concerns about an increase in hate speech on the platform after its acquisition by self-described free speech <laughs> absolutists have prompted advertisers to withdraw in droves. They have also been alarmed by a spate of impersonator accounts that flourished on the site after a botched relaunch of its blue tick scheme for verified users. Giving more detail on the 40% figure, the information reported that a senior Twitter manager had told staff on Tuesday that the revenue for that day was 40% lower than the same day one year ago. Mm. And in a further report on Wednesday, the information said that Twitter's revenue for the fourth quarter alone fell about 35%, according to details shared at an internal staff meeting. The reports came as the Financial Times reported that Twitter was due to make payments on its near $13 billion debt burden as soon as the end of this month, with Musk considering options including selling more of his shares in Tesla or even putting Twitter into bankruptcy protection already. Jesus Christ. Musk sold more than $20 billion worth of shares in Tesla last year to help finance the deal. He said in December that Twitter was facing a, quote, negative cash flow situation of $3 billion a year, but claimed the company should uh, roughly reach cash flow break-even after cost-cutting efforts including the departure of more than 5,000 staff. He also said last month that the company was, quote, not on the fast lane to bankruptcy anymore, having warned in the immediate aftermath of his takeover that Twitter was in danger of going bust. And they're not paying their rent anywhere either. Yes. And they've then like a suspended custodial staff. Mm -hmm. So like they're not even getting like their, you know, shit cleaned up. (laughs) Which is great because like he's making people like stay overnight and like sleep there now too. So I mean. Which is great. Yeah. Great, great business practices. No, I mean, no, it it is. He's turning like Twitter headquarters into a company town. Soon enough, he's (laughs) going to like start paying people in like a Twitter coin or something, which is going to be company script. But then like he won't be paying the rent for the building. So then the building's going to kick everybody out. Uh, Have you ever heard of squatters rights, Pat? That's true. Boom. (laughs) Boom. That would be funny to watch uh, Elon Musk become a squatters rights guy. That that would be incredible, (laughs) actually. That would... That would be one of the greatest like hero turns of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, like that becomes his one issue from now on. Yeah. He like gives up the whole Mars shit, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, people should be able to occupy buildings that aren't being used." Yeah, he's, uh, he, he does a does a search. He's like, "Wow, did you know there's this many empty houses in America? Yeah, and there's this many houseless people." <laughs> and then like suddenly, everyone who like still watches like Louis CK comedy, like <laughs> occupies an uh, unoccupied building. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty fascinating to watch all the bad business decisions he made in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you know, he's make showing everybody. He's not actually the super genius, next level genius guy that we all, that he is, that everyone thought he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a cultural thing too. And I'm, I, I, I'm proud to report I've thought he's an asshole for the last, like, five years now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, basically ever since the, like, really Tesla kind of went to overdrive, I'm like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he makes fucking cars, but, like, he's doing it because that's what the government's giving a lot of rebates for right now. Yeah, that's why I think I mentioned, like, how on the other thing, how um there's just, like, entire fields of unsold Teslas, mm-hmm. and he's getting um, EV credits for all of those, even though no one's driving them. Super duper. Which is insane. And, like, um, and um, the government is, like, giving, like, uh, tax rebates of, like, $7,500 if you buy a fucking Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what they won't give rebates <clears throat> for is fucking um, electric bicycles. Cool. So it's like you get zero. You get they get seventy five hundred. That's, that's because an electric bicycle is a toy pad. Oh yeah, of course. No, <laughs> how how could you ever use a bicycle as your main mode of transportation? <laughs> that's silly. That has nothing to do with America, Patrick. Yeah, America is all about having living far away from from the city that you find very scary. However, mm-hmm. that's where all the services. And things you you patronize and consume, that's where all of them are located. Yeah. You gotta live at least thirty miles from a Starbucks that you then you have to get into your into your vehicle and drive there. And it, it's it does the fra- the frappuccino doesn't taste the same unless you spend more on gas than you do on the drink <laughs> yeah, itself. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like America. It is right? funny to watch like a lot of online right people like adopt like anti walkable cities as their new like pet project. It's just like that they're like trying to find something inherently wrong with like 
uh, being having like a stronger community of people that where you're you feel safe enough to fucking walk everywhere where everything's in everything you need is a 15 minute it's, walk it's from where you live. It's all about owning the lips. <laughs> yeah. It's all about owning. And the thing is like, so it, it like really speaks to the conservative mindset mm-hmm. because the conservative mindset believes you are not safe anywhere, yeah. but with at your home with your family, which is very, very funny because the place you're greatest in greatest danger of uh, domestic, I mean, yeah, violence and murder. Like the place you are in greatest danger is in your own home. Oh yeah, a hundred percent of the time. And so, like, but they they think that's your castle and castle doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know a lot of yeah, they all are... have fantasies about like fucking uh, executing mm-hmm. someone that enters their home or yeah, something. But, like that. but they they don't realize actual safety is all about community. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in an like an urban like like you can't find a safer place than like a co-op with a bunch of nosy neighbors. Yeah. There's like an apartment building where everyone's lived there forever and has like a vested interest in like making the place nicer mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. And like, you yeah. know, yeah, that's that that kind of community's great and everyone knows each other. Yeah. This one place I worked, um uh I one time like opened up a drawer looking for some for like a mm-hmm. like a piece of equipment and inside inside the drawer was a gun. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, you "Oh, put it in your mouth!" And I just got to like close the drawer, and the owner came in. Did I was you, just like, "Hey, you... I found your gun." And he was just like, "Yeah, if someone were to come into here and threaten me and my family, I will shoot him in the kneecaps. Then I will shoot him." Kneecaps are hard to hit, man. <laughs> well, especially he, if he's got well, tiny he had, legs. He had a laser pointer on the handgun. <laughs> knees. The thing about knees is they're the thing that maybe move the most on yeah. your body. Like that's, They're the knees, constantly moving. Yeah, the, the knees are always a moving target. Yeah. You, you shoot for center of mass for a reason. This guy, this guy doesn't deserve to have well, a gun. It's all part of the fantasy of like, oh yeah, first he said, well, first he said he would shoot him in the arm to disarm him. Oh yeah, of but, his weapon. I mean, no, and we, then shoot know, him in the kneecaps to bring him down, and then shoot him twice in the head. I was just like, I was like, cool. Well, so so this <laughs> this speaks to uh, you heard about what happened in Texas maybe like I think Houston, Texas like 3 4 weeks ago something like that. Mm. So so there was a, a robbery at some kind of restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the quote unquote good guy with a gun stopped it. And so he like shoots the guy and uh, the guy it turns out has a fake gun. So he gets the fake gun away from the guy and then goes back to the guy. And shoots him in the back of the head a couple times. Jesus Christ. So he's like, he he neutralized the threat and realized the guy had a fake gun. So he wasn't even really a threat in the first place. Mm. And then he executes him. And then and then he just leaves. And I, I still I think they still haven't found the guy. Wow. Which tells you, you know, yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I think we're a very bloodthirsty country. Oh, we, you know, we're, 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 no, we're, a, we're a country built on vengeance. Yeah, vengeance. Like, there's a lot of, like, thirst for bloodshed. So, like, anyone's really looking for the barest reason to execute someone in the cold blood. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, there's I've seen, like, like uh, road rage videos where a guy gets cut off and just, like, opens a clip and doesn't even roll down his window, just, like, That's shoots. <laughs> just, like, yeah, people are... Yeah, if anything, if you if you need to fear anybody, it's the people that live in the suburbs who yeah. want to go to the city and no, find it's any straight reason up nimbies. to shoot someone. It's yeah. nimbies. And the thing is, like, oh, God. I have so much to say about fucking nimbies and, like, how they see homeless people as a threat when they mm-hmm. are a threat to homeless people. Like, yes. I've seen so much cruelty to homeless people at the hands of fucking nimbies, and I've mm-hmm. never seen the reverse. Like, I, I've seen, like... A couple of people like yell at other people and stuff, but it's yeah. it's not it's it's wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Speaking of wild, and wild. speaking of businessmen like Elon Musk who lose a bunch of money, quote: "I have done nothing wrong." Mike Lindell says, "My pillow lost a hundred million dollars after election fraud claims." <laughs> so poor Mike Lindell. Oh no, that dude can't win. No, he really can't. <laughs> Have you ever thought to buy his pillow? I'm I'm curious to actually see if it's as good as like. There's been lots of weird pillow shit. Have you ever noticed that? Like, there's now the cube pillow. Yeah. Uh, no. I so I just actually bought a uh, a full like a, a body pillow made out of memory foam. Oh, cool. How that how's that treating you? Well, I mean, it's it's not here yet. It's, oh, it comes, uh, it comes next week, and I'm I'm still figuring out whether I'm gonna do a Martok or a Morn. Uh, body pillow. Mm. More, I'm, I'm thinking maybe probably a Martok waifu pillow. Yeah. Yeah, right. Get that made up. 
Yeah, maybe put, maybe put, oh, uh, yeah, like, actually, like. And the good thing about memory phone is you can, like, carve a hole in it, and it'll stay. The hole will stay. Well, so, so that, that, and also <laughs> I was thinking of uh, doing, like, a little hole on one of the eyes and then sewing it up. I think that'd be really cute oh. for a Martok. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sex with a Martok fellow. Oh, really? No, I'd just come on it. Oh, okay. Hey! hey got Wow. So my pillow founder, Mike Lindell, is one of three candidates running for the most powerful position in the Republican Party, the chair of the National or Republican National Committee. The election is happening next week. You didn't what? hear about this? No. Yeah. That's that's so that's so fucking funny. So this comes as Lindell is facing a one point three billion dollar defamation suit over his promotion of uh the election lie as well as FBI's seizure of his cell phone. Lindell says the reason he can win is because Republicans are so divided, and that, as he points out, he has a lot of supporters. Mm. Dominion Voting Systems is suing him for uh, defamation after uh, he made claims that their voting machines uh, were erroneous and uh, contributed to election fraud, stealing the election from Donald Trump. (laughs) Dominion's lawsuit claims it's all been good for his business and that, quote, Lindell has increased my pillow sales by 30 to 40 percent and continues duping people into redirecting their election lie outrage into pillow purchases. <laughs> I mean, my parents are a big, big fans of them, apparently. They're not that great. I mean, they're they're yeah. the same as any, any shredded memory foam pillow. Yeah. Any of them. And I don't even like the shredded ones at all. I mm-hmm. prefer the the flat ones. Yeah, yeah. I sleep on my side, and I sleep in the the like the fetal position a lot of the mm-hmm. time because uh, want to return to the womb. I really do. Not my <laughs> mom's womb, but the Borg queen's. Womb. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet that's tasty. Yeah, they, but you but you don't want to be born from. You just want to crawl inside of it and. Live oh there. yeah. Oh no. I, I bet it. I bet it's like uh, full of that um, the the Nickelodeon slime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could eat that. I think I ate some when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Remains in you for a thousand years. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the only thing left in my coffin. <laughs> uh, except for my cum. Oh, hey, got him. Wowie zowie. Uh, so, uh, Lindell said, uh, quote, uh, Now let me tell you the facts about my pillow. When I tried to get this out to the people, my pillow lost a hundred million dollars in retailers. We are not up thirty to forty percent. We are down. We are down. I had to borrow money. <laughs> um, in September, the FBI seized his phone. The search warrant affidavit says they were looking for evidence on the phone of manipulation of voting machines. Lindell says they won't find it. Are you kidding me? Lindell says I have done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> Uh, Dominion Voting Systems said in a statement that, quote, Mike Lindell's lies have been repeatedly debunked, including by bipartisan government officials in the courts. Dominion is moving forward with the process to hold Lindell accountable for defamation. I think that's pretty fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I do love, you know, where, you know, the the, the supposed um, idea of capitalism is that you you succeed and fail on your own merits and stuff. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, this man, you know, is allowed to just lose a hundred million dollars and just borrow more money and just keep going. I mean, <laughs> like, and still I mean, sell like look shitty, at how he shitty, built his empire. Pillows. Like, and it's, it's super interesting because there is, there is a clear path here that I'm surprised more people haven't taken, but I guess a lot of people have taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, conservatives require everything that the liberals do. However, the crazy thing about them is if you brand anything the conservative choice, they will buy it instead of anything, any superior product. And so, like, you just got to figure out fucking things, like corners of the market that aren't taken. And for some reason, no one was like, hey, uh, fucking everyone uses pillows. (laughs) Why don't we make a conservative pillow company? Boom. Fucking billionaire. Yeah. Someone was like, hey, uh, no one has a conservative coffee company, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Boom, billionaires. That's why I think you know what the next thing's going to happen. What's that? The a Black Rifle equivalent of M and M's. Oh my god! You know, are, if, are we going to have to make conservative candy? I think we will have to. I think I th- I think because like obviously that's like but know, but I mean so what? Uh, 
before we go any further, what are we going to poison it with? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about like actual like poison that's going to like strychnine or something that's going to kill people immediately, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about like something that will. I don't know, maybe just like oh, mi- microdose be- LSD to where they slowly become better people. Oh, <laughs> we could put uh, apple seeds because, you know, apple seeds have cyanide in them. Oh, Johnny apple seeds. And so then yeah. like, and um, but like just just a cup, just like a couple, it's indis- it's indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, obviously these apple these, seed m and <laughs> these, these hogs are just going to be like throwing them in. What, the, it, are, isn't it cherry seeds there? Or is it- no, it, uh, apple seeds. I think cherry seeds have some. Well, probably or cherry pits. Yeah. yeah, but we can just put those in there because it's a natural thing. But the you know they're just going to be shoveling our um, our uh, right wing M and M's into their mouths like crazy, and that's just going to build up of cyanide. Yeah, because like fucking, there's so many conservatives that are just like gluttonous motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, we can make them like bullet shaped. Oh, and so yeah. and so like and it can. Oh, only... we can make them uh, anti-abortion shaped. Mm. It can, and it can just say like the only. Anti anti gay chocolate coated candy. Oh, we, oh, we can <laughs> we can uh, make them an only white. <laughs> yeah, they're only going to be white. Uh, they're going to be bullet shaped, and, ooh, and ooh, be like I, the only candy proven to um to cure gay people. How about this? How about, how about this <laughs> idea? So you know those like gummy sharks, and they have the blue ones and the white ones. Oh yeah, those things fuck. Yeah, you just reform the white ones into like little kind of like just triangles, and put two little. Uh, uh, dots dots. For eyes. Yeah. yeah and then just like put a like a and then maybe we could get like a like a brown like cross thing mm. that's like a little bit on fire and that's a oh, spicy yeah. cinnamon one Ooh. yeah so you've got vanilla for the hoods mm-hmm. and then spicy cinnamon for the burning crosses mm. so cinnamon vanilla thing i think that could kind of yeah. that's that's something that hasn't really been done yeah we could do that yeah, yeah. i'm not the biggest fan of like the of like the cinnamon stuff i hate i hate it i, I hate, hate it too it. Like i mean my, that's like, that's why we like, should like, give it to them yeah yeah exactly like <laughs> because i think uh, it's... B- big red is like my least favorite gum i hate that shit oh yeah like like uh was it like the fireball whiskey oh like, yuck no. that that I shit mean, is the most disgusting that, shit that stuff is fine for like mixing and stuff and like for a shot because there's so much sugar in it but like like the peanut butter whiskey that's where it's at have you oh, had that oh we have a uh bottle of screwball at my screwball, house right so now. have you ever done a pickleback with it no oh my god do a pickleback with it <laughs> it tastes like a peanut butter hamburger in- <laughs> no straight up it will wreck your mind i i mean i used to be an alcoholic pat mm-hmm. and like so i used to do probably like five of those a night at some point mm-hmm. while also like putting back beers it is a goddamn delight mm. i'm not i'm not gonna lie and it I, goes I, down smooth. I did do like it was funny because I bought it on a whim. Like I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna like buy it and like. I didn't know they could sell alcohols at whim. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> but like, um, I got it. Uh, I was just like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'll I'll free uh freak out my roommate and we'll do we'll just try this and see how yeah. gross it is. And we're like, this actually fucks. It's and, actually very good. It's there's so many cool mixed drinks you can do yeah. with it. We did a uh, um I mixed a uh, um. Chocolate oat milk, uh-huh. um, a uh, a dark beer, mm-hmm. uh, the pickleback, the not the pickleback, uh, mm-hmm. the the screwball, and yeah. uh, I think that was it. And then like it just made like a really like Reese's cup type thing. I had a really good. Uh, it was like a Thai basil Manhattan out of it. Mm. Very good. Um, also, I can't recommend enough a fucking pickleback with it. I, I'll try that. It will fucking fuck your dick up. I'll, I'll, I'll do that when I get home and I need to sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a pickleback real quick and yeah, go to sleep. Yeah. Do, I mean, that's... Do, do that and then do some Z-Quil and then pass now, out. Yeah, the, the, the sauce used to be my night-night juice yeah. before I uh, stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got I got real creative with it because, uh, you know, I, I had sleep problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of that was because I was drinking so much. It's true. Like I've like lately, as I gotten older, like booze actually keeps me awake. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's more, it's more effective than coffee. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a here's a super fun article. Everyone loves this. Um, Amazon discontinues its charity donation program amid cost cuts. Aww. So I, I don't know if you were uh, familiar with Amazon Smile at all. No. It was a thing you could opt into to where, like, if you bought something on Amazon through Amazon.smile.com, mm-hmm. I think, or smile.amazon.com, uh, it would automatically send, like, a very small percentage of it to a charity of your choosing. Mm. Which is a cool idea, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but as long yeah, as. Yeah, I'm kind can... of anti charity just because a lot of it is, like, a re- like, 
a sort of like faux replacement for actual yes funding 100%, fu- funding yeah. goods and services that yep. we should be having not through a charity yes 100 yeah. percent. i mean there are good charities out there mm-hmm. and there's like but, yeah having to charities. having to fill in for our government's lack of response to any of our societal ills yeah like yeah. you know that and, and it does and, and it has to fall on the shoulders of of charities and mm-hmm. good works and like, stuff mean, like yeah that. That, that's the like the christian argument is like oh well um you know i we don't really need to fund this because people just need to give more money from charity to charity and i'm like yeah so charities have been around for a very long time and they have solved literally zero problems <laughs> yeah i know yeah uh, and 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 especially now it's like charities are just a way to skirt paying taxes even, even more like they yeah. already don't pay taxes mm-hmm. like places like amazon mm-hmm. and this is a way just for them to get actual just like rebates so, so <laughs> just so, like so it's that also like i mean if you look at like huge like ngo type fucking charities like the bill and melinda gates foundation oh yeah it's it's they're statecraft organizations yep mm-hmm. and it fucking sucks um and they don't have to pay taxes and get to fucking swing dick all over Africa mm-hmm. and decide who develops what, when, and where. Yeah, they get to, for one, get get a ta- get tax write-offs, and um, pretty much just like uh, just worm their way into place to African countries that have yeah. like computer parts, <laughs> like the mm-hmm. the base components for computer parts that they need. Yeah, and and yeah, basically, so do that, and then also <clears throat> uh, do a ton of shit with IP because. Mm-hmm. A thing a lot of people don't really realize is that the way Bill Gates makes his money and always has is on IP. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, a lot of the stuff he's actually making money on that's not Microsoft is, you know, his his fucking um, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation make a ton of monies from pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. because they make exclusive contracts with, you know, Bill Gates is like, we're getting rid of malaria. Well, behind that, you got to figure there is a company that's also getting paid a lot by these governments and NGOs and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to provide this vaccine, Mm -hmm. medical care, and whatever they need. And they obviously always have exclusive contracts. And a lot of times these, you know, pharmaceutical companies work their way into these countries either in order to set up manufacturing centers there and exploit their labor or to, you know, just basically make it so they have a monopoly on all of their medical care. Yeah. None of which are good situations. No. No, bad, bad situations, really. Um, and, you know, it's people... I love, I love how people make examples out of places like North Korea or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, a third world country, they're communists. No one ever talks about Africa. Yeah. Africa is entirely capitalist, mm-hmm. and it has been a pet project of the wealthy rich white elite in the western world Mm -hmm. for the past 30 40 years and they have not helped very much if at all like they're still basically in the same place you know comparatively to the rest of the countries in the world they're still all comparatively developing countries basically except for south africa and a couple other places yeah because like all the money all the money that you know the money that gets donated to charity very little of that actually gets sees any actual help well that's the thing and and it doesn't actually go into these communities it goes to you know people like missionaries and doctors without borders the middle and yeah the middlemen and And good for all those people also like use a lot in money laundering just for like like you know like like you know you need to clean a bunch of money Mm -hmm. you know send it through a charity and squeaky clean and (laughs) it's a paper trail super so amazon said on wednesday it plans to shut down its charity program uh, in the latest example of the company's broader cost-cutting efforts, uh, through the program called Amazon Smile, the e-retailer donates a percentage of eligible pers- purchases on the site uh, to the shopper's chosen charity organization. Amazon says it has donated roughly $500 million to charity since the program launched 10 years ago. $500 million? 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's like nothing. Yeah, $500 million over 10 years, given yeah, so, like what so they make million, it for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's comparatively nothing, and it's That's like... That's a pittance. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the fucking fee that, like, um, like uh, Bezos is paying to get his fucking mega yacht out of dock because there's a bridge in the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's something that's, like... Uh, uh, it's... Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And that... And that and the, there is like the move, you know, 
like the sort of like the um um free market uh um way to so- to solve societal ills is through charities and stuff it's just like to completely uh take it away from you know from you know our tax dollar make sure our tax dollars go to war making mm-hmm. and weapons manufacturing and 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 our police state rather than actually like feeding people so yeah <laughs> and so here's where charity like as a concept really bothers me is because charity addresses the idea that you know we need to give certain amounts of resources to people that don't have them correct mm-hmm. in, in classes that don't have them mm-hmm. however none, none of these charities really actually lobby to make themselves into government organizations which i find very strange yeah i mean they, they're just serving the function of just like of providing tax shelters and yeah stuff like that they're just they're that's that's their whole reason for existing and you know also like create make work jobs for um for for wealthy kids <laughs> just oh, yeah, like yeah. for 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 kids of privilege like, to just so go into and a, just like anyone on the board of directors for a charity is mostly a fuckhead yeah like i don't i basically don't trust any of them the way they got those positions are by usually like nefarious means and usually capitalistic means and they're positions of power Mm -hmm. uh, that you know most of the time they just don't fucking deserve at all yeah like they're they're not solving nothing no no uh yeah so charities ngos be very very wary Mm -hmm. and and that's the thing why i also hate it like when you go to places and they're like Oh, do you want to donate this to charity? It's like, oh, that's, fuck that. That's because they're using that as a way. It's to, a tax write off. Tax write off. And, yeah. and, and this, you always notice so you're doing paying, it at the very end of the year around the mm-hmm. holiday season. Yeah, you, they want you to pay their taxes. 100%. Yeah. And so do not do it. No. <laughs> like, I know it sounds. I know if and you don't, you should, don't be a dickhead to the fucking cashier because. Yeah, don't be a dickhead to the cashier. They're, they're probably like, hey, uh, fucking. Whoever, uh, whatever, uh, you know, store gets us the most money this year that we can write off on our taxes, uh, you all get fucking Little Caesars for the day. Yeah. And so in exchange for, you know, them raising, uh, so so if you actually want to know how much a store like that makes during that time of year, uh, when I was managing the the Kirkland uh, Met Market over here, um, during the, the Christmas time, we cleared a... Uh, one year about thirty two thousand, the other year about forty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during the four weeks I think leading up to Christmas or something like that, yeah. which is you know ten thousand dollars a week. Uh, you know, and then we donated that all to charity. Uh, at the time, thirty uh, something percent tax. So, so the corporation got back just from that store alone, and we won one of those years. So you figure out of seven stores, all about twenty five thousand dollars, something like that. You know, you got two hundred thousand dollars a year. The what's actually coming back to the company is like thirty, forty thousand dollars. That's at like a full time employee at one of the stores. They're just paying off with what people are donating. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> and they get to look like the good guy mm-hmm. because they're basically stealing money from their customers to pay an employee. Yeah, because they didn't figure it into their prices. It's it's fucking <laughs> insane. And all of that money is upward upwardly transferred goes into the pocket of the top five people in mm-hmm. company. It, it, nowhere else yeah that that the money is not not actually feeding hungry yeah. people and straight up and straight up so so a pizza party the pizza party costs three four hundred dollars mm-hmm. that's one percent of what they got to write back on their taxes mm-hmm. that's how corporations work they mm-hmm. realize how to incentivize people and how to crush people so thoroughly that a fucking pizza party seems like Shangri fucking law to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, man, it sucked being a manager. Yeah. It really did. Fucking hate that Kool-Aid, brother. <laughs> fucking barf that Kool-Aid out. Barf it on the puke dick, my friend. Yeah, so if they say, say decline and just, but be nice about it. Just say no thank you. Yeah. But Amazon was one of those things that was fine because you weren't paying at all for it. It mm-hmm. was a percentage of what you were already paying for so uh the average donation to charities was less than 230 dollars per year amazon said amazon will continue to invest in areas where it can quote make meaningful change such as assisting with natural disaster relief affordable housing initiatives Mm -hmm. (laughs) and community assistance programs the company said i laugh at that because uh (laughs) since 
since Amazon has uh, come to Seattle, homelessness has increased like two hundred percent per capita, or something like that. It, it's it's insane. They have. Uh, it's it's funny because I don't know if uh, you know about the the homeless shelter they have in Amazon. Mm-mm. Yeah, so Amazon actually built into one of their Amazon buildings, I think, a four hundred bed homeless shelter that actually has decent wraparound services and is not a bad homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. But it's such a, uh, and it's also it's it's part of um, uh, Mary's house, I think, which is a, a really great um, you know charity as mm-hmm. far as charities go. But it's still like. You know, homeless shelters are a very stopgap measure, yeah. incredibly stopgap measure. If they wanted to put their money where their mouth is, they would build a 1,000-unit apartment building that provides permanent housing to permanently unhoused people. Yeah. Because that would literally solve the homeless problem in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah, That's I mean, it. we already have so many empty houses. Like, you oh. just have to just let people live yeah. there. But it's and, like, it, it's a problem where, you know, mm. well... You know, someone owns those houses. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. That's that's why you buy it with the money yeah. you have. It's, it's it's stupid. And the thing is, and they're gonna be like, "Well, where are we gonna put it?" You know, where you put it, you put it right next to an Amazon building because yeah. you know what? Those people, I guarantee you, that Mary's house there, that homeless shelter, is the best served and most patrolled and like cleanest area for mm-hmm. any any area because you know you 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 can't fucking otherize and put people in projects way away from the suburbs and way away from all other communities because mm-hmm. you know it otherizes them and, yeah. and creates division and creates a, a redlining of its own people will always automatically assume if any crime happens anywhere around that area it's from the people in that public housing yeah i mean so, yeah it's like yeah i mean it definitely needs to be more because yeah it's like you know people always like you know the problem's out of control like how do we stop it well it's like well you know the, you know people need a base you know a base they need a secure mm-hmm. place where they can live mm-hmm. where they can they can get get mail they can go and get a job they have like a base of operations and like you know allow themselves to actually build a life for themselves mm-hmm. and not just like wallow because you know if you're a houseless person you don't have a permanent fixed address like mm-hmm. you don't have like you don't always have a reliable source for sanitation mm-hmm. for anything else. And it's just like you, you feel trapped and you can't ever get, be given an opportunity to write, to make, to actually f- like fix your material situation mm-hmm. because like everything's working against you because like typically you need a phone, you need a house and it's- if you want to get job and get, get work and, and become productive again. And it's just like, and it begins with not only housing, but like fundamental, how do I put this? A fundamental sense of public trust. Yeah. Because people are never going to get better as long as society doesn't trust them. Yeah, because like that's more, you know, how we were saying, like, there's, like, we're a very vengeful country. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, always and if a person is houseless. We, we, we see it as a moral failing because that's what mm-hmm. basically all And they, des- they either deserve it or they've made such bad choices that they that's, that's where they, that's how they ended up because, mm-hmm. and... You know, when we see it's like, you know, the opposite of the time where like, you know, people who re- who get to a certain, who rise to a certain point mm. can just make, 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 do a failure after failure and still be rewarded. So, so they found <laughs> only 20 or 25% of unhoused people actually require wraparound services, which mm-hmm. are things like uh, mental health care, addiction, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like services that we actually see as the moral failings that cause yes. houselessness. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, it has it has so many other factors and it's so much more complex. Like, you know, uh, a, a huge uh, um, chunk of homelessness is homeless teens. Mm-hmm. And they have some of the highest incidences to... to be, yeah, either runaways or people yeah, kids runaways. getting kicked out of their house. Yeah, and a, a ton of them are queer. And those, mm-hmm. those kids, runaway queers... Uh, who are under 18 have the highest incidence of human trafficking in the mm-hmm. United States. It's like, it it's bad. It's very mm-hmm. bad. And like, and you know, that's, that's why I, uh, you know, do the, like the protect trans kit shirts and mm-hmm. stuff like that is because it, it, it speaks to something systemic. Not only do we just like need to actually physically protect trans kids, yeah, but like trans kids need to feel welcomed and warm in society because mm-hmm. they are at the greatest risk for, suicide and you know, self-harm and you know uh 
being a runaway and being human trafficked. And mm-hmm. like, that's a big, pro- those are all big problems that we can fix mm-hmm. by making them feel like they belong yeah. and making them feel like they're normal because they are normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the thing. I, 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 I fucking hate when people talk about queer and stuff like that. And they, they use normal to describe cis and straight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's only normal <laughs> because for you, like, yeah. For me, being queer has always been normal, and like when I thought I was like cis and straight, mm-hmm. that was very unnormal, and I felt a great sense of alienation in my world, and I just mm-hmm. couldn't make sense of, you know, the world symbology around me. And yeah. like once I was like, wait, maybe I'm not exactly a man, and mm-hmm. I'm definitely not exactly straight. <laughs> like everything came together, and let me tell you, I came together out of my prostate. <laughs> um, Takes dick out of mouth. What are your pronouns again? <laughs> It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I go by or, or daddy. Yeah. Either one's fine. <laughs> Either that's, one. That's with an I, by the way, not a Y. <laughs> Gender neutral. But yeah. But really, best way to solve these problems, yeah, just like, yeah, if you want to give, give directly to the people that provide those services directly to, mm-hmm. to um, uh, you know, uh, to the houseless people, to mm-hmm. runaways, get you know the people who actually provide the services. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. there, there are especially like you know like runaway homes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those are very important places. Yeah, uh, women shelters, incredibly important places. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there are a couple services like that where I do specifically believe in what they're doing, mm-hmm. and don't think it can necessarily be taken over by the government, especially the government in its current form. Yeah. Because there are too many legislators who uh, are just, you know, hate hate gays and women. Yeah. Straight up. Hate gays and women. And so I don't... Yeah. I don't... Did you hear, like, how uh, DeSantis recently said he was, like, abolishing the African-American Studies program? Uh, I think that... Was it? Uh, no, I guess I don't have that in uh, today. But, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. But, yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, like, um, set, uh, because it mentions queer theory and abolishing prisons. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they abolished that um, African American AP African American studies. Yeah, yeah, I saw that because queer theory was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. That's 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 really cool. Yeah, fuck Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck DeSantis, really. Absolutely. But yeah, it's just like that's the sort of like you know uphill battle that we that people deal with on a daily basis. It's just like it's you know and they're the ones who call the shots and 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 control like the the narrative that happens and and really make and the, all the decision making boils down to them and it's just like oh well you know and it's like then when you ask well like well we need we need money to go to, to help these people out it's just like well why you know they're they're clearly like subhuman trash and we have to rid ourselves you know we and cuz like there's, there's no there's no like you know way to actually solve the issue besides let them die that die out and that's where and that's really where it that's that's the extent of where they're allowing it the discussion to go that sucks yeah that sucks speaking of old ron to shit fucking face dick sucker no it's <laughs> not cool enough to suck dick is no it? fucking uh so desantis cracks down on teachers unions and proposes limits on leader pay and dues collection mm. this one's super fun so I'm very happy about this. Uh, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is taking aim at the state's teachers unions, releasing a series of proposals this week that would rein in their power by limiting how they can collect dues, where they can promote their union efforts, and how much they can pay their leaders. The Republican governor's proposals targeting the unions are part of a broad legislative push he's making around education that also includes an additional $1 billion in state funding to raise teacher pay, establishing a teacher's bill of rights, and further reducing school board term limits. He announced the proposals on Monday at a Jacksonville charter school. All of those sound okay, but let me continue. As part of a series of proposals, he has deemed uh, paycheck protection for teachers. DeSantis is calling for a ban on automatic payroll deductions for employee union dues, requiring public employees who join a union to sign a form acknowledging that Florida is a right-to-work state and requiring unions to notify members every year of their membership costs. DeSantis said unions, quote, 
don't even tell you how much is being deducted. That's not right. That's not they true. They fucking do. On yeah. every single paycheck, it shows exactly how mm -hmm. much is being deducted every single time. Yeah. When every worked, time. When I worked at UPS, yeah, it was if they, like $4 if they, per paycheck. I if, think. They, if they raise it, guess what? You vote on that contract. You always have the option to vote yeah. on it because guess what? That's what unions do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Like the union propaganda, anti-union propaganda is way more prevalent than like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, that, that's usually what the only side people hear and, and you know, normal people from like who watch the news. Mm -hmm. Usually the only side they hear is the anti-union pitch, <laughs> like especially from their jobs and everything else. It's like you're like people have like this entire wrong narrative on how unions operate. Yeah. And what they do for people. Well, they, that's because they've been fucking brain poisoned for years. Yeah. And you see it in like the, the more southern states. And that was a, a huge part. I mean, that was the part that people don't realize. Mm -hmm. That's what the southern strategy was largely about. Mm -hmm. Because most people are like, oh, the southern strategy was all about, um, you know, like uh, inciting like racial hatred in order to get Republicans in office, uh, especially in the south. Mm. And yes, that is 100% true. What they don't realize is the reason for that is because corporate backers realized they could do that and ride the coattails of racist policies mm -hmm. in order to push through corporate policies. And that's that's exactly what you see. That's exactly what Republicans do now. Mm -hmm. Can you name like a single Republican that like ran really hard on the uh, the big corporate tax cuts that Trump gave? Because I, I can't yeah. think of a single one. They all ran on fucking, you know... Obama was black. Yeah. And, you know, show, you know, petty, petty, petty fucking societal grievances. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's the elite discourse they allow to happen because it's the one that that doesn't achieve anything. Well, yeah. But so in but then if you look at like the the tax break they gave, they ended up giving um, at least in the first year, I want to say like uh, five, five uh, trillion dollars worth of mm -hmm. tax cuts to people, which is like you know, roughly equivalent to uh, the, the fucking COVID bills mm -hmm. that were passed. And so, but all of that was a direct upward transfer of wealth to corporations mm -hmm. in order for stock buybacks, Yeah, which uh, was just, um, you know, along with the 0% interest rates to banks, it was just a nice fucking, you know, kick in the pants for the economy to artificially inflate our economy to make us seem like Trump was doing a great job with the economy. Yeah. When the fact is... He was just pulling out all of the very last stopgap measures possible in order to give an upward transfer of wealth. And that was basically the last time I think he can really do that without doing something bad. Yeah. Because, I mean, we can only be stratified so much. Fun fact. As of this year, if you uh, just averaged everybody's... Um, everybody's wages are not wages uh, everybody's wealth in the united states the average person in the united states their wealth would increase 600% overnight yeah 600% <laughs> crazy thing if you averaged out all of the wealth in the world mm -hmm. you'd figure that like americans would have less wealth because we're such a rich country mm -hmm. that's not the case the yeah. average american would get an extra $6,000 worth of wealth if we averaged out all of the wealth in the world. Yeah. That means if if the average American had the exact same amount of wealth as someone in the poorest country, North Korea or Zimbabwe, the average American would actually have more wealth than they do now. Yeah, That's how crazy stratification in our country is. The only country, the only major country more stratified than America is right now is Russia. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it's because like, you know, like when you when they talk about like, you know, overpopulation, you know, or no, they're, they're lack just, of food they're, yeah, or they're, lack of housing. It's, uh, it's totally no. untrue. It's No, it's they totally have the false. resources. They're mm -hmm. just hoarding a half of them. Yep. A half of them. Yeah, but like, one half of them. And that's that's something that they don't want anyone to know about, like how how much uh, the 1% hoarding the wealth is actually doing more damage than than, you know, someone crossing the border or someone or someone, you know, not working and living off the living off the government or like, some shit like it's, that. It, it's crazy to me how many people are like, "Oh, I'm a conservationist." I, mm -hmm. um, you know, my brother went on a thing a little while ago about it, and I, I made fun of him for it because mm -hmm. he's like, "Oh, I, I, uh, could you turn off the water? I'm trying to save water." I'm like, "Is your water bill really high?" And he's like, "No, no, it's like I don't know, a few bucks a month or whatever." I'm like, "Why are you trying to save water? You know, it's 
you know what water does, how it's like recirculated, right? And you know that like more than half of the water tables in the U.S. are owned by private corporations. <laughs> so it's like, what, what and how are you conserving and how do you actually think you're making a difference here? Because there's nothing you can do. And it's not, it's not to say don't live your life and try to, you know, live minimalistically and like not make a huge consumerist impact. That's a great thing to try yeah. to do. But, you know, there's things like fucking water where I'm like, who? I mean, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, go, go vegan. Like, if you really want, if you really care about water, go vegan. Straight and, up. And re- yeah, because like when, like, water, unusable water usually happens, you know, from you know manu in a manufacturing standpoint, where you're like yeah, water that's being polluted and can't re-enter the water table <laughs> it's just like right. and you see a lot of that in like you know capitalism you know and and mm-hmm. industrial areas where it's just like the water is just bad yeah <laughs> it's like flint michigan yeah <laughs> i still haven't fixed the water in flint michigan no and, that, and also the water in uh the puget sounds slowly becoming slowly becoming uh, better, you know, less polluted, like whales and dolphins are starting to reintegrate themselves. Yeah, no, you can actually see uh, out in, like, Elliott Bay every now and again, like, you can see belugas and shit now, which is awesome. Yeah. I I guess, like, apparently, like, 20 years ago, that never happened. No, because they were just using the sound as, like, their personal dumping ground for, like, hazardous waste. (laughs) Super. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's at least nature's beginning to get itself there. But that's not a decision that, you know, the average person... Washing, brushing their teeth makes <laughs> no exactly. exactly. And the thing is, like, the thing people really, really don't realize is they're like, no matter how much you try to not consume and really like save the earth with your own personal decisions, there is one rich asshole representing ten thousand people who consumes just as much, if not more, than those ten thousand people trying to do exactly what you're doing. Oh yeah, and it's like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, they use more resources going to the Epstein Island than yeah. that, than you will in your entire life. Straight up. So if you <laughs> if you really consider yourself a conservationist, the thing to do is not to care so much about water for your entire life. All it takes is buying a gun <laughs> and finding one of these people who is hoarding wealth and resources mm-hmm. and making a decision to conserve resources. Yeah, I'm not telling you to do. Anything crazy, like execute a billionaire. All I'm saying is, if people started doing that, the world would be a lot cooler place. I mean, just think, just think about the empty office buildings that are being heated right now. A hundred percent. Like there is, there is an empty office building where there's nobody inside of it, but empty malls. Empty malls that are heated that have fucking security (laughs) staffs that just walk around to make sure. Houseless people aren't there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's massive malls, like several story office buildings, all currently with 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 uh with water, clean bathrooms, mm-hmm. be currently being heated to make sure that they're nice and toasty for when people come in at nine o'clock and <laughs> like But uh, but but if <laughs> if someone decides to go in there and make a shelter of it, even though it's not being used, who would they then call to make sure that People are no longer there. Yeah. The police. The police, yeah. The police, the vanguard of the fucking rich. <laughs> and the, the police, how many times out of 10 will they take the, the unhoused person side? Yeah. Zero. 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 They're going to kick them right out. Nope. You got to no, sleep violence. in the street. Yep. And, violence. And yeah, I mean, if you, like, it's more, it should be a talk about the most efficient use of resources. And also, and you also know, like, like these buildings should be re repurposed into. Mm-hmm. Into shelters, and yeah, not not just that, but also like you know the police's capitalism on violence, and not not just like violence in the fact that they beat people up, but like throwing a cold person out of a warm area mm-hmm. and not giving them an alternative mm-hmm. is violence. Yeah, like that's like making someone struggle when they needn't is violence, and that's what a lot of people don't realize is causing like physical mental harm to people no matter what is 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 a form of violence mm-hmm. and we really need to like reframe it as a society because we talk about violence as a way of just like you know people like causing lacerations and contusions in people basically mm-hmm. and it, it's it's super strange because like it really goes so far beyond that we need oh, to yeah. start talking about like people as 
bodies and like yeah. as a physical being and like what happens to them and, and how, their mind and how the police physically enforce this uh um for physically enforce poverty uh-huh. and keep people within power within yep. the constraints of poverty mm-hmm. you know and and, just, and create poverty and create like, poverty like if you like uh you know put someone in a holding cell someone working class in a holding cell over the weekend for something that you can't prove that they did like they can lose their job yeah they can lose their livelihood and be out on the streets like every you know most people live paycheck to paycheck in america mm-hmm. and so like uh, putting someone in jail for a crime you can't prove they did oftentimes you know makes someone unhoused i actually knew a guy who uh got a dui who had that story who uh you know panhandled outside of um uh met market uh, uptown when i worked there mm-hmm. and uh like i made friends with him chris really cool guy mm-hmm. but like his story was like w- i mean weird because you're like just that i mean that that's all it took and yeah yeah sometimes it just takes one little thing to push someone into a void and it mm-hmm. fucking it's awful because some people just you know a lot of people take for granted that they have you know friends Mm-hmm. And you know a safety net, a social safety net, yeah, that is not necessarily like a government social safety net because that doesn't really exist in America. No. But but it's, an it's actual <laughs> a community, yeah, social safety net, which is mm-hmm. something we used to have, but we used to have it in very illegitimate ways, like church, you know, mm-hmm. and used to build social safety nets on like uh, figuring out ways to hate other people together. And this and and that and that goes back to why there should be walkable cities. Mm. Where people, where where everyone, you know, where you know your immediate neighbors and, yeah. and rely I mean, on them. Not, because... not just walkable cities, but just like, you know, communities. Yeah, we walkable need, communities. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just, we need to have communities, again, that aren't online. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're listening to this on the internet. This is, uh, in a sense, a, you probably have a parasocial relationship with one of us on the internet, or both of us, <laughs> in some sense of the word. Which is fine, but yeah. we we do talk, and we are a community here. I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, I actually know some of the, our listeners and stuff at IRL, and so it's mm. it's great. We love yeah. it. We love yeah. you, and we love y'all, y'alls. Yeah, I think that's a good place to leave it for the day. Yeah, uh, we uh, made some more based communist points <laughs> as we usually do. <laughs> uh, you brought your slide whistle. Why don't you give us one of those? <laughs> oh yeah, baby! Hell yeah, we love that. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say? Cool. Uh, you can find me at Soytrek on any socials. Where can we find you? Uh, Pat Tomic Bomb. Hell yeah. Uh, go to Soytrek.com. Check out our merch. I got yeah. hats coming next week. Koozies coming that week. Oh, shit. Some fucking crazy ass sweatpants and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I just <laughs> thought about it. Huh? Horgon cum socks. Ooh. I'm going to say it one more time. Horgon come socks <laughs> hell yeah i think that's uh we're leaving it uh, for today thanks for hanging out with us trekkers cool thanks bye 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 pizza pie